Everything in your life is a result of a choice that you have made. If you want better results, make better choices. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. Today, I'm going to be exploring the topic of weaning off alcohol. So that's a choice if you feel that you sometimes consider not drinking so much alcohol and you may want to stop or even reduce it significantly. I'm hoping that today's show is going to help you make that decision and offer you some tips on how to do so. So alcohol, alcohol, like all drugs, affects your um, neurochemistry function in your body. It affects actually all parts of your body. Some of the neurotransmitters that are negatively affected by the alcohol are serotonin, dopamine, GABA, even glutamate. There's others. And if you've been drinking for a while or you know anybody that's been drinking for quite a while, you may notice that their memory may start getting impaired. That's um, because of their hippocampus, a part of the brain, actually starts changing, as well as their cerebellum, which has to do with the part of your brain that regulates movement and balance. That's why sometimes you see people when they're under the influence that um, they're drunk and obviously they're not as steady, right? Alcohol also affects your HPA axis, which has to do with your hormones, even your sexual performance. And well, basically alcohol affects all of you, right? All your organs and your behavior. So it's something to consider if you're drinking more than what you feel is um, controllable or healthy, again, it, it's a choice. I mean, there's nothing per se wrong in drinking alcohol. It just matters. It's, it's a matter of how it's affecting you, how much you're drinking, what's it doing to your body, to your relationships, how it's affecting your performance, how it's interfering with your environment. And definitely it is a medical condition once it becomes something you're dependent upon, right? So I, I want to encourage you to consider your relationship with alcohol. And I want to remind you that it's always recommended to work with a physician when you're weaning off alcohol. A lot of people try to do that cold turkey. And depending on how much alcohol you've been drinking and for how long, that can be fatal. I mean, really, really dangerous. So, you know, if we're talking a little bit of alcohol versus a lot of alcohol, there's a big difference. So work with someone, work with a doctor that will help you detox that alcohol from your system. But today's episode is more about examining your drinking habits and thinking about your relationship with alcohol, figuring out if it is something that you want to address and, you know, when, whenever we talk about changing anything, there are some stages 
that happen before we change. The first one is a pre-contemplation stage. And that's when you really don't have an intention to change. You're unaware of a problem. Perhaps, you know, we call it being in denial. And the second one's got the contemplation stage where you're aware of the problem, but you're not committed to um, making any changes. I mean, you may consider it, but you know, you're not there yet. Then there's a preparation for change, which combines your intention with the behavioral components of change. So you're preparing, making the plan to change. Then there's the action stage where you actually modify your behavior, your environment, and you commit to action. And then there's the maintenance, keeping it up. So whenever you're changing anything, okay, you kind of go through these stages. So when we talk about alcohol, where are you on this on these stages? I mean, are you at all even contemplating it? Are you preparing? You know, have you already started to take action and it's being difficult? That's the first thing I want you to think about. So let's talk about why you may be considering cutting back or stopping drinking alcohol? Is it that you drink more than what you want to? Do you have difficulty not drinking when you have an urge? So there's cravings that come along with alcohol, right? Why are you using alcohol? Oftentimes, yes, it's a social aspect, but also it's very effective in dealing with our emotions it's not dealing with our emotions because you're really not dealing them with them. You're kind of not able to feel them. You're changing whatever it is you're feeling. Okay. You're using the alcohol to just override those emotions, right? So think of sometimes when you want to use alcohol and have a few drinks so that you feel more euphoric, you feel like you want to have more fun, less inhibited, more social. That may be a reason. Sometimes you use it so that you kind of numb out. You don't think of whatever your problems are. You're frustrated, you're angry, you're stuck. Maybe you're depressed, maybe you're using it for anxiety. I mean, there's just so many reasons as to why someone chooses to drink an alcoholic beverage. So what is your why? I want you to list all the reasons that you can think of of why and when you use alcohol. And then I want you to list the negative effects alcohol is causing in your life. Maybe with your partner, with your job, maybe you've got caught drunk driving, perhaps you're gaining weight, maybe your liver is acting up sluggishly, maybe you're breaking out in your face, it's causing problems, you know, your memory. There's a million things. And then I want you to list the positive effects of quitting alcohol of not drinking, or, or maybe you don't want to quit entirely. Perhaps you just want to have a drink every so often, right? I want you to know why, how, what, what would be good about that? What would be the positive effects? So some of them might be detoxing your body, creating a healthier body and mind, right? Your skin will clear up. You'll lose a few pounds. You can actually show up for your life fully there. You can think more clearly you save money. There, there's a lot of reasons. And, you know, again, you have to think of why. So why you're using alcohol? What are you buffering from? And when I talk about buffering, I'm talking about those things that you're trying not to feel, right? 
Sometimes you buffer and you use external things, in this case alcohol, to change how you feel internally. So you're using this thing, alcohol, in order to buffer from situations, people, discomforts, whatever it is. I want you to know that it's difficult. It's hard. Expect it to be difficult. Setting up your expectations is one of the ways that assures more success. If you go into a behavior change with expectations that are not accurate, it can be so much more challenging. So with alcohol, there are changes in brain brain chemistry. You will have triggers. You will have cravings. So you know when you're setting yourself up to wean off of alcohol that this is going to happen. And you got to have a plan as to when that happens, what are you going to do instead? Because the default is we go for the easiest path, which is just go back to, you know, pouring yourself a drink, having a beer, a glass of wine, whatever it is that you do. So maybe one of the ways that you want to start, you know, after you list all the effects and the positive and the negative, what you're buffering from, you know, how much alcohol is involved in your daily life, how it influences the choices that you make. I want you to create a goal. And maybe the goal is to reduce the amount of alcohol you drink on a daily until that number gets to zero, if that's where you're going with this, if you're going to zero. So let's say if you drink um, three or four beers or glasses of wine a day, the goal might be to start by drinking three glasses of wine a day for the next few days, and then two for the next week, and then one the following week until you go to zero. Again, I I am encouraging you and recommending to work with a physician if your alcohol use is significant, if it's something that you've had for a long time, because this is a health problem. So Reducing the amount that you drink, that's one way to go about it. Setting a date. Go ahead and print a calendar, you know, or or buy one, one of those old school calendars. I mean, something that you can put up on your wall somewhere that it's big, it's visible, and mark the amount of alcohol you're going to consume and which one of those days. So if you're going to drink, let's say, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays only, and you have chosen to drink, I don't know, two or three drinks each of those days, go ahead and put, you know, two or three drinks each of those days, and then put no alcohol in the other spots on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? So mark it so that you can see it. Remember the goal here is to cut down the amount of alcohol, which really is poison, that you're ingesting. You're trying to minimize it. So set a target date that you're going to stop drinking and go slow. I want you to begin with the end in mind. Sometimes it's very hard when we um, think of change in terms of all or nothing. And there's a lot of resistance that goes up. And, you know, breaking it down into smaller, more uh, manageable pieces can really help some people. Listen, if you have a significant alcohol addiction problem, I can't emphasize this enough. Maybe you're not aware of it. Maybe you're in denial. Has anybody ever told you that? Is anybody else in concerned? I want you to check yourself out with that. I don't want you to listen to this podcast and think that this is the way to do it if you're at that stage where it's very serious. 
But for those of you who maybe are just drinking too much, and I've seen this happen way so much now during COVID, people staying home and um, a lot of different frustrations and fears, alcohol consumption has really risen. I read something that something that said like between March of 2019 and March of 2020, there was a 54% increase in the sale of alcohol. So that's significant, right? So again, I want you to consider all these things, but here's some other tips anyways. Okay. First of all, what is it that you're drinking? Whatever your drink is, don't drink your preferred drink. So example, if you, if you enjoy tequila, maybe switch to beer, that'll help you drink less of it. If you're drinking what you like, chances are you're going to drink more of it. Another tip, change the glass. Don't drink it in your preferred glass. Buy smaller glasses, buy smaller bottles. If you're buying bottles of wine or even those tiny little bottle bottles of liquor, you know, maybe you want to just drink just buy exactly what you're going to drink for that week and don't keep stock of it. Maybe you consider diluting it down a lot. Like water is your friend. Dilute the drink, drink water in between drinks, as much water as you can. That's going to flush it, flush you out. It's going to help prevent uh, hangovers. Remember dehydration and hangovers. Another tip is to avoid your triggers. You know your triggers. What are they? people, places, thoughts you have, circumstances, know your triggers, write them down. When, when I asked you earlier, what's your why to, you know, write down your triggers. What are those about? Maybe you can also try sipping your drink slowly, taking small sips, even spoonfuls if you have to. The goal is not to rush through the alcohol and definitely try not to pair it with pleasure because again, that's, that's brain chemistry, right? You're pairing things that go together and we're trying to unpair here. There's always switching out of alcohol and trying something else to drink, right? So what do you order if you're out in a restaurant or you're enjoying some social situation and you just don't want flat water? Maybe you want sparkling water with a piece of lime or something, or maybe you can add mint or basil or lemon or orange, make your water a little bit fancier and tastier. You can drink herbal teas, cold or hot, passion flower, chamomile, lemon balm, milk thistle is great because it detoxes your liver. Also uh, dandelion does a good job at detoxing your liver. Brew these teas and keep a picture of them in your refrigerator. You can drink them cold doesn't have to be hot. Maybe you want to drink coconut water to flush and, and, and provide you with some more hydration. There's also reducing or eliminating as much sugar and carbs from your diet. That's going to help you wean off alcohol. You know, again, carbs also uh, react in that same area where the cravings happen, right? So you want to try to get rid of as much sugar and carbs from your diet. You want to stabilize your blood sugar by eating every four hours. If you don't do that, your body's just going to release a cascade of hormones, stress hormones. that's going to make you irritable, tired, and it's going to increase your craving. So food goes along with it, but the right kind of food, such as eating whole grains, brown rice, quinoa, oatmeal, beans, that all of those are going to help stabilize your blood sugar. And it's going to help you avoid cravings. Maybe you want to load up on more veggies and fruits. 
spinach and parsley are are two things that have a lot of uh, glutamine, which decreases sugar cravings. You can also juice them, put them in a in a green juice. Eat protein. Maybe you want to add some sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds help help you by ro- raising your dopamine level. A lot of times, you know, dopamine has a relationship with alcohol. I want you to think up of some nice mocktails and have drink-free days. Maybe get some of your friends involved in this. Again, pay attention to what you're eating. Bananas also tend to raise your dopamine levels. Look at your relationship with coffee. Are you drinking too much coffee? Try switching to green tea. Don't drink coffee after two o'clock. And then, you know, drinking alcohol does deplete some of your vitamins in your body. Adding things like B-complex and omegas and zinc and magnesium vitamin C is always a good idea if you've been drinking a lot. I want you to consider establishing some self-soothing and relaxation practices such as breathing exercises, meditation, yoga, progressive muscle relaxation, maybe you're into essential oils or journaling, music, whatever it is that's going to help you through those difficult moments. You got to self-soothe. You're going to feel these feelings. You're going to have triggers. Things are going to happen. You're going to want to reach for the drink and you're going to need to do something else. Go outside, go for a run, join a support group, talk to a friend, get into therapy. There's so many things. Oh, and sleep, (laughs) you know, definitely establish good sleep habits. Alcohol interferes with sleep. So chances are, if you've been drinking a lot, you know what? Your sleep hasn't been optimal. Log off all the electronics, put your room really dark and cold. There's so much to be said. You know, usually it's not one thing. I, I, I work with a lot of people that use alcohol. And when I say alcohol, you know, yes, alcohol, but it could be something else they're using to buffer, right? There's so many ways that we buffer. And always it's because something else is not right in their life. They're not happy about something. They're not living a very fulfilled life and they're stuck. They don't know how to deal with it. And though then then they go to the default, which is, you know, this escape method, right? Give me something to make me feel better, to not make me feel like shit, right? And alcohol often fits that bill. So figuring it out and realizing you're really not stuck. You can make other choices. I mean, it's your life. You chose to drink. You can choose not to drink. There's other things that can help you feel better when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you don't know what to do. Some of the stuff that I told you really works. Most people don't give it enough thought, enough time, don't implement the change. And, you know, the minute that it doesn't, it doesn't go exactly how they envision it, they drop out. So they don't commit. The commitment piece is huge. I want you to understand why it's important to you, how alcohol affects you. Alcohol affects all parts of you. It's been shown to promote bacterial growth in your intestines. It happens, you know, you you can get leaky gut. And, you know, there's so much studies now that show the relationship between a healthy gut and your moods and how uh, all your behaviors and how you can show up with a lot of vitality. If your gut is messed up, chances are you are not going to be well. Alcohol does not help that. 
Alcohol, as you know, it acts as a diuretic, it causes um, kidneys to produce more more urine, thereby, you know, it decreases the water and the electrolytes in your blood. It creates um, toxins. It, uh, you know, which then increase your inflammatory cytokines. It hurts like so many things, right? Your nervous system, it, it impairs your sleep. Maybe, you know, under the influence of alcohol, you do things that you normally wouldn't do perhaps risky sexual behavior, maybe drinking and driving, which is definitely not a good thing. Uh, Maybe you say things that were not in your best interest to people. You might get, um, you know, behaviorally agitated. Definitely can um, make you either gain a lot of weight or there's some people when they drink a lot, they get really thin because they're just not eating. Alcohol becomes their world. So, you know, there's so many reasons for you to consider either quitting altogether, which might be the thing for you, or cutting it down significantly. So anyways, it's difficult. I wanted to put it out there because I've been seeing it so much in my private practice of how people are using alcohol to cope these days. And sometimes, you know, they don't want to talk about it. It may be in the back of your brain, you may have thought, well, I'm drinking a little bit too much. Maybe you think it's not a problem. Listen, if it's not a problem, then today's conversation is a no issue. You just cut down and that's it. It's easy for you, right? You just drink less or choose not to drink. And that's it. It's done. No big deal. But if you're having a hard time with that, maybe rewind this podcast, play it again, and figure out what it is that is happening with you, your relationship with alcohol, how it's affecting you, and why have you not committed to change that if it's not working for you? And seek help. I guarantee you, you can do this. I guarantee you there's help out there. There's no shame ever in trying to be healthier and trying to be a better version of yourself. There's always ways to make each and every one of us a better, healthier self. So go figure that out, do the work, and watch how by making different choices, you're going to get different results. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you today. I hope that was useful. And until next week, think well and be well. Talk to you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.